0: Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the Waterman and D-Train Show. Snack crack on pop.
1: Hi from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the Waterman and
2: D-Train Show. What's up, what's up, what's up? As she just said, you know, I still don't have an opening. I guess I should say, what's up OG 500? I got to come up with a whole new opening for like, I don't know. 75 episodes. I said digitized live from at computer studio in Cape Coral, Florida, but now Carrie says it, and so I don't know what to say. You could say it too, say it again. Digitize live from that computer studio in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the Waterman and it's the Bill, Carrie, Don, and Gordon show, or as we like to call it, the What's in Your Head podcast.
3: Oh, that's scary.
2: Gordon, how are you? I'm fantastic, guys. How are y'all doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. We're doing good. For those of you joining us wondering where to help Dave is at, Dave is out doing Dave things. He can't be here, so joining us from the Unsupervised Podcast is Bill. Now, Bill, I'm running behind. I usually had your theme song loaded up in my system so I could pull that off to That's give you a, right. a real welcome, but I'm slacking once again. It's all right. It's all right. You can sing it. We don't really have a, you know lyrics or anything, but... That's the Unsupervised Podcast. <laughs> That's what we need. We need a little bit of cheesy lyrics like a, in there. Like a jingle. Go ahead and text Nugget. We are going to get something out of the way because I don't like eating cold food. Ooh. And I figure since Dave's not here and he's usually hungry, why not do a food bit without Dave? Oh man, poor Dave. And so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do a blind taste test between the new Impossible Whopper.
1: <laughs> I'm
2: and the Whopper with cheese. Oh man, yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't know <laughs> if I'm ready for that.
1: See the commercials, you're not supposed to be able to tell the difference.
2: Well, I can tell you this from being in the car with it, the incredible whopper does have a different smell. So I'll give you a little little cheat if you want to lean in and smell it, by all means do it.
1: And lean in on that mic. I just quartered them up for us. And as I was slicing into it, you could smell it. No, I felt a difference in the texture.
2: Oh, really? <laughs>
1: so I'm a little nervous because I'm big time texture person.
2: Oh yeah, I'm
3: with you. I'm with you. I'm bite so, into like a I might be bug. able to tell right away.
2: While we're waiting for the impossible burgers to come in by the new digital four ten uh, underage intern nugget, <laughs> let's give your show a little plug. It's the unsupervised yes, podcast. Yes, it is. Yes. Much like the Waterman and D Train show and all of our shows, it can be found. We're all fine. It can be found. We're all fine. Podcasts are available. But uh, give us a little uh, what have you on what you guys do.
3: Oh man, it's uh, it's a show, I don't know, someone said it was like the Seinfeld podcast, not about anything, but we're going to make you laugh, that's the goal, each week anyway. Well that's
2: all of our goals yeah. each week, now I think more often than not we fail
3: miserably. <laughs> we, we do a bunch of random stuff, we, we check the news, we do silly, uh, stupid bits and songs, and then... Try to keep up on current events and do Sick. games and trivia and things like
2: that. One of the crazy things you guys do is you'd come out the gate with the news. You get started. Oh, we right jump away.
3: right into it. Yeah.
2: Oh
1: gosh, here we are. Right here is
2: she is, oh, the new digital 410 unpaid intern. In. She doesn't watch where she walks. She's bringing in the uh, the food now. Go ahead and sit them down right here in front of uh, Bill. I'm a
3: little nervous about this. So I got to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. So which one's
2: which? Oh, you're not going to. We tell don't know. Else. She's the only one who knows. No, she didn't bring any plates and so um if I give you a dollar, will you tell oh, me which yeah, ones Oh, yeah,
1: Where's which? the other I brought all those other plates? Don't worry about it. Here,
2: here's okay. some here's some here's some uh, white trash plates.
1: Nice. Where's the
2: whole stuff? All right, all right. Get oh, white trash plate. I'll take away. I... Okay. I'll give you
1: I'll give you the other yeah, thank
3: well, you. well quickly, go get the plates. So, we're, we're live. Here's my boring ass alright. I don't mm-hmm. need onions, so I'm gonna pick some and some stuff off. I went ahead and some. got
2: one no tomato. I asked
3: for that. I'm I'm with you on that.
2: <laughs> See? No <laughs> tomato, no onion.
3: I'm boring, Deidre. We we went through this. She
1: calls me boring
2: yeah. all the time. Yeah, she she gets boring tacos, boring burritos,
3: tacos. I still haven't eaten a crunchy taco, when and I haven't a, a taco. When she bowl.
2: gets a taco, she gets hamburger, lettuce, and cheese. No, she only like hot lettuce because it gets wilted. So she gets hamburger and cheese. I'm kind of with you on that. I
1: yeah. have onion though.
2: I'll get the onion. Oh yes, yes. Gordon. Cream. What do you like on your tacos?
0: Salsa.
2: Load death, son of a go. Absolutely. If you
0: have okay. pans and potatoes, you might as well have a bologna I sandwich. Love-
2: Ignore the ignore the the uh, the number. There's there's the official digital okay, 410 so mascot right, kind of, back in the back. Does Let's this have a writing
1: on it?
2: Yeah, bring in yeah bring in the piece of paper that has the answer on it. Okay, so take what one pen. What
1: number is this?
2: Thank you. Oh. Suriana. one of these. Which
1: one's, a, which ones A? B. Which
2: ones B? Here, just give me. That's B. That's give me okay. A B. Good. okay. Give me a B.
3: I'll
2: start with a B. Now, here, huh. just put the B on here. I'm gonna start
3: with a B. All right, this is this is interesting because I'm I'm such I'm
2: picky and I'm gonna. Gordon, have you had the Impossible Burger yet?
0: I'm not gonna scoop to that one. Yeah,
1: I'm dreading this already. This
3: isn't the wrong place. A yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> we're already messed up.
3: Okay, so we're all gonna head try on to out be. and shut that dog. Can up. Can
1: I have your um?
2: I got. She gave it to me. Okay. I got the answer. See See you. She... Bye. You Thank wins. you.
3: <laughs> all right, so I'm just gonna try it. We're just gonna dive into B. Is that what we're doing? Sure, I
1: will
0: dive
3: into yep. B. Oh Jesus. <laughs>
1: Hmm. I
0: now, for money. those of you at
2: home, I know that uh, eating on mic isn't the, the best thing in the world to do.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> and so um, I'll just put a little background music in here and uh, we'll turn that down a little bit. Hmm. What, what's been going on, with you, Gordon? Fill some time for us.
0: <laughs> what? Well, I'm not there eating an impossible burger. Things have to be going
1: well.
0: Huh. Had a rough couple of weeks, but I think the backside of that, we can talk about that a little later.
2: Yeah, we don't want to talk about that subject while we're eating. Give me an
0: uh, an
1: A. I what do you think be... about this first? What do
0: you think? Uh, uh, if you
2: had to guess, I don't want to. give mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that's the Whopper. Okay, I'm so with you, D Train. I'm mm-hmm. with you.
1: Okay, so let's just now. Give me,
2: now. <laughs> give me the egg because I want to taste the uh, the Impossible Whopper. I I, we're we're we done. could be wrong. <laughs> we could be wrong. Give me an A. If, now, if we are wrong, that'd be great, because that's the whole point of the impossible water. That's not true.
3: I didn't eat dinner, so this is kind of working out. You know, I'm just saying. I
1: know.
3: All right, go ahead and grab your A. I know you're excited. Do you, wanna, do you you're ready to do it. want
1: to cleanse your palate? I was looking for a smaller one. I already
2: did. Oh. oh that's done. Visually, I'm looking at the two of them. Actually, they look the same. Do they? Yeah. Side-by-side right, side action. They look the same.
3: Oh, I'm having a little difficulty here. All right. Yeah,
2: smell it. <laughs>
1: You're not supposed to smell
2: it. Smell
3: it. This is this is gonna I'm gonna this is gonna go bad. This is how the zombie outbreak starts right here. Yeah. One
0: hundred percent.
2: The smells even then gives it away. Not much of a difference though, really, honestly. Not when you have all the condiments on it covering up the flavor.
0: It's people. Hmm. Soy green.
2: It does have a little bit of a soy and green aftertaste to it. It does have a little bit of a veggie flavor to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it does have a little bit of texture problems.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say...
2: A is definitely the um, Impossible Burger. Yeah, yeah. I guess if you're a diehard vegan who... Well, I think, first and foremost, diehard vegans, regardless if Whopper Burger King sells a Whopper, I don't think they're going to show up the place anyhow. No. Not in the house of murder. <laughs>
1: um, I don't even want to take another bite. You're pretty convinced? I'm
2: convinced. Alright. Yeah. Watch we're all
3: wrong. We're one hundred percent got it backwards. If we're
1: all wrong, I'm never eating
2: a
3: burger. That
2: wasn't
1: that challenging.
3: Anyone turning in tuning in on YouTube right now is gonna be like, What in the hell is Bill doing? He's got like seven burgers in front of him.
2: A is the fake burger. Yes. We were right. So that is
1: not the impossible. You can't
3: fool us, BK.
2: No. No. Sorry. We know False our stuff. The, sm- the smell definitely, it definitely smells different. And, yeah. Texture. Yeah, I
3: know my meat, you know, and that is not meat. No, it isn't. <laughs> Good time. To- you right over there? Yeah, yeah I'm just, right. I'm
2: trying to keep from burping in the mic and just completely scaring everybody off. Should I have her come yeah, you do look way like... Way yeah, text, text the intern, have her come, uh, she might just want to bring the trash can in with her.
3: Everyone's I'm like, so that Silent Bob looking dude is really, go to him him really <laughs> going to town.
2: <laughs> yes, sir. So... I know the Unsupervised Podcast. You guys are going to be at the Southwest Florida Con?
3: Yeah. When's that? Uh, November 23rd. It's, we've done it, actually, from the, from the get-go every year. This will be a third time. We just get a table there, and we hang out. We, last year, we went all out. We brought a prize. We all gave out prizes. And uh, we had a um, couple other people from the pro- podcast network come out. Is that out. at the
2: Holiday Inn Express or some show?
3: It's at the Crown Plaza in Fort Myers this time. Nice. And actually, we did a CalusaCon with them.
2: Now, the Southwest Florida Con, that's very generic, it's mm-hmm. unlike a Comic Con or a Tech Con or yeah. thing like that. So what what is the primary theme to the Southwest Florida Con? I mean, you guys are just sitting around like...
3: Everything. It's comics and pop culture. Okay. They have some comic writers this year, illustrators, and then uh, a few old school wrestlers from back in the day. So it's like pop culture stuff.
2: Sure.
1: We all got it correct.
2: Yeah. You can definitely taste the difference. You're more than welcome to sample those out in the kitchen. And yeah, um,
3: nobody licked or touched those ones. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's all it probably would have been see. easier if you just brought a trash can, but that's all right.
3: I oh, know, I feel you're bad. You're, un, you're unpaid, you know? You should really ask for money for this.
2: So, she gets plenty of goddamn money. But trust me there. <laughs> so, when she you... She me today,
1: well, I'm not your maid.
2: Oh, kids.
1: Can't put you a hospital.
2: Lean in on that mic. It's a cheap mic. It's very low. Um, So do you guys do... Do you record a podcast from there? Yeah, what
3: we usually do is we set up. We uh, hand out stuff. We have a bunch of games. We try to get the people involved, bring them to the table. Um, Then we'll record a full episode during the con and uh, try to get people that we meet or encounter to take part in it.
2: Now, one of the things I know when I do my What's the Scuttlebutt podcast remotely, um, the fans kind of have to... um, understand and deal sacrifice a little bit of sound quality yes um i just did two interviews with two different vets and one of them we actually he i can't complain because he he was doing an interview from his um hospice room i saw that and if you listen quietly about once every 10 and a half minutes you'll hear the uh, compressor kick on for his air system oh geez and the other one i did um was at the guy's house And once again, when you're in someone's living room or house, whatever, the echo is usually bad, there's phones ringing and all that, and there's a lot of air noise, you're not in a studio like we are today. And so, that's the one, and you know, when I worked for K-Rock, that's one of the reasons why Stan didn't like doing remote broadcast, or doing our show remotely, is because the the sound quality suffers, you don't have all your tools available to you, and so you're trying to do a show on two out of four engines, and it really does affect the sound quality. It does. And one of the things Gordon and I were talking about, and you and I were talking about, and if Dave was here, I'd hold his feet to the fire. The guy's been in radio for 19 years, and for those of you who listened to the last episode, I know. It, um, just tell her to give him some of the damn food. <laughs> <laughs> you would hear him backing off the mic.
3: Oh, yes, yes, okay.
2: And it's like, dude, stay on mic. You're a professional. You've been doing radio for 20 years, but he kept... You would hear the volume just drop. Uh-huh. And I'm driving to Alabama because I just <laughs> I went up to Al- Fort Morgan, Alabama for a World War II weekend, and I have a nine and a half hour drive. And so, like, well, I'll listen to this podcast for an air check. I'll listen to the failed to fail episode, Living with Lupus, we did with Carrie. And I would listen to uh, the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast I did with Katie Morris, who um, people may know from Stan and Haney as a shark lover. She was down in Peleliu in Guam doing underwater um photography and she went on the World War Two tour and actually discovered the Battle of Peleliu, which was Damn. happened to be the same reenactment we did over the weekend but as I'm driving I'm just like Get on your mic I was getting so <laughs> angry. I ended up calling Gordon about it, I was so pissed.
3: Yeah, that'll drive you crazy.
2: Oh not only does it drive you crazy but me, the 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 person who makes the show, but the people who listen regularly.
3: Yeah, I could I'd see that man and you definitely sacrifice the sound, especially if you do anything live. It's that's the nightmare. Yeah. We, we bring everything as far as our Bells and whistles and sounds and everything. We just set everything up and we deal with the, the crap background noise.
2: And so I drove to Alabama and it was for the um, 75th anniversary of Peleliu landings, which ironically takes place in the South Pacific. And one of the things it's known for is being so damn hot, the guys were dying of dehydration. Uh, a lot of the water cans came in, had gas in them previously, so there was nothing to drink. But we're up in Alabama in the middle of November and during a day I was getting like 60. But we're right across the street from the beach, and so the wind's just blowing all day long. Like, it looks like I have sunburn, but a lot of this is windburn, and so it's cold. But at night, it was getting down to 43 degrees, not counting wind chill. And so for two days, I'm sleeping on the ground underneath a 75-year-old piece of canvas, freezing my ass off. When's the last time you roughed it? Or what you, What is your idea of roughing it?
3: I've been camping a couple times. How long ago? <laughs> Damn it. It's been at least, I'm going to say at least 10, 15 years since I've gone camping. Yeah, but I'm
2: sure that was in like a, a vinyl synthetic tent with a, a ground and zip up doors. Yeah. And you probably had like a mummy bag or a sleeping bag. We had a
3: little stovetop of propane to yeah. cook our breakfast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I ain't going crazy or anything.
2: Yeah, basically I was a step up from being homeless for a few days. <laughs> I, I had three wool blankets and literally two pieces of canvas. Button together and stuck in the ground, sleeping on the grass. But you had fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, I always have no. fun, but that's why we go.
3: Hell no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <clears throat> I didn't want to deal with that. I'd be freezing. I'd be uncomfortable. Yeah. I need my bed.
2: Well, if that torture's not enough, this coming Saturday is my Savage Race, so I'm driving up to oh, Dade sh- City, Florida, to do seven miles with 27 obstacles. Really? Yeah, it's going to be no, badass.
3: no. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> i would be tired just watching the, or seeing the pictures of it.
2: Gordon, I know you're new to this, and you may still have a thing about your privacy. Do you want to talk about what happened to you?
0: Well, I could tell you, I was um, since the twenty-first. I have now had four urgent care visits, one emergency room visit, and one small operation in the I, last two weeks. So,
2: See, Dave's not here because Dave's daven around. The last episode, Gordon wasn't here because he's in the goddamn hospital doing an <laughs> overnight stay.
3: I mean, you could have skyped in still. I don't. Uh, I don't he
2: tried. He couldn't get internet in there very well. The microphone on his phone sucks. I got you. All right. But yeah, he was laid up in the hospital with uh, an ailment. Let's just say, jeez.
0: An infection. It was something that I've had before. It is a something that affects guys predominantly. And just imagine an area with a lot of friction, sweat, and an ingrown hair. Oh, your perineum?
2: So, huh? Your perineum?
0: close it's called a uh, it's called an abscess and uh it was misdiagnosed as one thing and i said hey i've had this before this is feeling awful similar oh, you're fine this is it and after they've had their way with me and i had to take a silkwood shower i um i came back the next day he said look now i've got a fever i still think i've got an infection okay here you go we'll uh we'll hook you up to 150 uh CCs of, uh, of antibiotics, we'll give you a strong dose, go home, I went home, wasn't getting any better, uh, and then that Saturday, I, I went again, no, Sunday I went again, and uh, they said, yeah, we're going to give you a, a CT scan, I was like, well, you're supposed to give me one last time, but okay, whatever, yep, it's exactly what you thought it was, I'm like, fantastic. Could so you, could you like, imagine going to a the, hospital
2: with an issue? Telling them that it's very reminiscent of a problem you had eight mm-hmm. years prior. They give you a run of fucking antibiotics and send you home, yeah. and you come back five days later so bad that you have to be have a minor operation.
3: Oh, just they don't care. They just give you the drugs, they go home.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I got lucky, so I went straight to the ER, uh, got checked in. So after that Sunday, I spent four hours in urgent care, four hours in the emergency room. Two resident surgeons came and had their way with me. Um, which morphine did not stop, and then
2: um, well, see, like I was going to say, if Dave was here, he'd be like, "Hey, bro, at least you had some morphine, man." I uh-huh. guess, yeah.
0: It How- didn't work, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 and I got lucky that night. A uh, surgeon was coming in for an emergency appendectomy, huh. so they tagged me on the end of that because mine was actually considered fairly minor. But yeah, then I woke up. Uh, the tale did not end there. So I went to work. I was a mess last week, just couldn't, couldn't get around real well. And uh, coming up on – and they sent me away with some nice heavier antibiotics, which ended up being um, amoxicillin and something else. And then Saturday I wake up and my lovely wife, Katina, says, dude, you are full of hives. So I had full-body hives Saturday. So guess where I went? I went back to the urgent care. After we called the uh, doctor who prescribed me, and he said, "Get off of it."
2: (laughs) Now uh, we're on the mend. Could you imagine running three point two miles with those hives?
0: Well, fortunately, it wasn't that itchy, but I looked like a mess.
2: My hives didn't itch either. It felt like more like a a mild burn. It felt like I had sunburn. My hands, everything. um, Yes, my hands itched real bad, but like my legs and everything else was was just burning.
3: Gordon, was that an erratic reaction to the amoxicillin or whatever it was?
0: My yeah, I think it was. I actually called my mom and I said, Marley? hey, am I allergic to amoxicillin or penicillin? She goes, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: shit. My son is, too. We found that out the hard way. I'm, but,
0: uh, I'm, well, I've had amoxicillin before with no reaction. Well, I Your think. The doctor said, here's the deal with amoxicillin and that. You could take 100 pills and I'm mm-hmm. 100%, and you, you blow up.
2: Yep. I think a lot of it has to do with the quantity, too, because I'm not allergic to anything. And I've told a story before, but I had this. Um, dentist in California is like the first time I had had dental insurance since my dad dropped me when I was 18 well he didn't drop me since I graduated high school his insurance company dropped me because I didn't go to college and my back molar basically rotted away between the ages of 18 and 21 uh. and so when I worked in California I finally got insurance and I went and the doctor's like, oh my god you you have nothing left but a root back you gotta be in pain well yeah and when I was 18, 19 I would wake up in the middle of the night screaming because of the pain but at that point the root was dead but I didn't turn down the, the painkillers that she gave me and so she wanted to schedule to do that and to fill some uh, fillings. And I was like, well, what's the latest appointment you have? She's like, 5 o'clock. Okay. So I went in there. Well, apparently she had a hot date or something. She shot me up, started going at it. I'm like, I can feel it, I can feel it. Now, Carrie used to work in the dental. Mm-hmm. I have a crooked canine tooth. And say they use this kind of clamp on my lip. Mm-hmm. And she tightened it down so hard, the next day I had a blood blister in my lip. And so she, when I told her I could feel it, she gave me, like, two more shots of penicillin. Or not penicillin, the um, numbing stuff. Um, Novocaine. Uh, Novocaine. Novocaine. Mm-hmm. The yeah. next day, I broke out. I didn't even realize what it was from. And uh, the guy at my work thought I had poison ivy, so they sent me home because he was highly allergic to poison ivy. Then I realized, oh, she shot me up with so much Novocaine that I broke out from it. So not only did I have a busted lip from her clamp, but because she was in such a hurry and didn't want to wait. What Novocaine takes usually, what, five, ten minutes to?
1: But it... Also depends, because when I went to go have my wisdom teeth taken out, um, they shot me like seven different times, and I still couldn't get numb. Jesus. It just, it, I guess if they hit the nerve or not.
2: Have you ever had a wisdom tooth taken out? Yeah, actually I had, I think, uh, I don't know if it was two or four of them. I was like 15, I got it pulled. I was a senior in high school. They had to crush mine and cut mine out with a laser. Ooh. So I had the galls packed in there, and and at the time, you know, I was, just got started in my smoking career. And so, of course, every time you smoke a cigarette, you'd have to wash your mouth yeah. out, make sure you didn't get dry socket. And like five hours later, after the, the numbing went down and all that, I found a gall still packed in my mouth. It was full of bloods and grossest shit ever. Oh, it doesn't sound out. sounds nasty. Nasty. Gordon, you had the same issue with your wisdom teeth, right? They had to cut them out, too.
0: Yeah, all four were impacted and growing in on their sides. They cut it out. I remember it was my senior year of high school. My Christmas vacation was me knocked out on hydrocodone on the couch. Sounds like
2: a good time. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, uh, Anthony Troyer, OG5. Chris Quentin says, what's up, Carrie? Hey, Chris. Uh, Hey, Bill Howard's on there, says, hey, Dan.
3: Uh, My brother's in there.
2: Oh, yeah, yep. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out whose microphone's getting shitty on us.
3: I was wondering if it was this thing or not.
0: Yours sounds like it needs more heat. I hear an echo like you're Dave.
2: Me right now? (laughs) Well, I had mine turned down a little bit because I don't want to pick up everybody else in the room, but we'll go that way. How did the, t- okay, it's the big time change time. Oh, I hate it. How, how did it affect you? I mean, you hate it that bad or is it like whatever? I just feel like uh, I
3: should be in bed, like leaving nothing worse than getting home from work and it's dark out. That's yeah. what drives me crazy. I feel almost sad.
2: Well, the fine people of Florida did vote and we did pass the um, amendment suggestion to do away with the time zone change.
3: No one cares, though.
2: Well, that has to go. It has to go to Washington and, yeah. and Congress actually has to vote it in because it affects more than just everybody here. Yeah. But um, I think they shot it down. Which Did I don't they? know why they would. Either I don't know if they shot down. They're just too busy trying to impeach people that they don't have time to put it on their their ballot.
3: I think this is a little more important. Let's get this time shit under control.
2: Well, you know what the funny <laughs> thing is, and I and I always and I always thought about it too, is everybody thinks it's a farming thing. I thought that's what it started with too. Yeah. I always thought the same thing. Oh, they do it so they can start farming earlier. The first time change was during World War 1. Hmm. And it was so that they could because we have black um blackouts and they redid it during World War 2. There was a st- there was a stop from the time zone from World War 1 to World War 2. We didn't actually do it in between. And especially during World War 2 when we had our blackouts on the east and west coast from the submarines they moved the time back so that the workday could start earlier so we can do production more for war effort, make planes, oh, okay. uniforms, and everything for the war effort. And um, I remember I did a story in What's the Scuttlebutt about it, and I actually named the guy who came up with the idea And for both of them, and he ended up meeting the president on both of them and all that. But, yeah, it was actually started for war production. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, because, uh, once again, on the East Coast and West Coast, where you have submarine attacks, um... Well, potential attacks. We had the blackout stuff, and so at night you would either have to close the curtains down and all that. Mm-hmm. And so they actually did it for war production, and they just never stopped.
3: I think they could stop now. <laughs> It'd be nice. <laughs> uh, well, it didn't. Af- I'm against it. It drives me crazy for some reason. It's just that that early, like ah.
2: Well, the crazy thing is, the last two years I've been in Alabama for both times mm-hmm. because we had the 75th anniversary of Terror One this year, Pearl and once you cross halfway through the panhandle, it goes to uh, central time. Yeah. And they're already an hour behind. So for me, my time, my daylight savings time started on Friday. So I was already an hour behind. And so then when you guys changed and I drove home, it's it's basically the same time I had already been on for two days prior. And so I'm already used to the
0: time change.
3: Which yeah. Uh, Gordon, you're you're what, three hours behind yeah. us where you're at? He's in Vegas. Yeah.
0: Three hours behind us, and our son officially went down at 4.44 this afternoon. Oh, wow.
3: We were like 5.40, and I was sad. I could only imagine living where Gordon lives, and I'd, I'd be hibernating.
0: Did you ever watch the show Justified?
2: No, I, don't, I haven't seen that. It takes place in Harlan, Kentucky, and it's a coal mining town.
0: But clearly filmed in Southern California.
2: Yeah, because there's palm trees. <laughs> but there's a song called um, Never Get Out of Harlan Alive, and it's about the same town. And in the course, because Harlan is in the, in the hills of Kentucky, deep down in the hills... In the course it says when the sun comes up at ten in the morning and it goes down every day at three. I guess because they're so deep in oh, yeah. the hollers that, that when the sun goes down past the peaks of the hollers it, it actually gets dark. It doesn't get really light until ten in the morning and it gets dark at three, so it's like five hours of light, that's, that's or nothing. less. Okay, now, so
0: on the flip side in the summertime our, our sun is up from like six to ten thirty. So
3: Oh that's insane. Okay. I don't know if I'd want that. At night? Wow.
0: And it's pretty light out there, about 10 o'clock still, yeah. Huh. That was the other
2: thing. No light pollution. Really? So when I'm... Because um, Fort Morgan is on the peninsula of Alabama. Yeah. On a peninsula. It's a, it's a, a Civil War fort. And it's probably a 25, eh, maybe 15-mile jog down this thing. And so as these things tend to do once publicly, public leave, that's when the drinking starts. And we had two gentlemen flying from Japan, and they brought sake. And if you turn around and look on the second uh, ah, section eh. of, of that, uh, see the Lucky Strikes box behind mm-hmm. you with the Japanese right. writing? They brought in uh, filtered Lucky Strikes from Japan and gave me a pack. So we're drinking sake. We're drinking Red Stag. Jesus. We're drinking Lite, Bud Light. And so Friday night when I passed out in my tent in a 43-degree weather, it didn't affect me that bad for the first three hours because I'm drunk and passed out. But then you wake up. But... um when you get up to take a piss mm-hmm. you're sleeping in a big open field so it's not like you're going to go walk the 500 yards to the bathroom you just kind of wander out and take a piss go where you got to go you look up and you're like oh yeah this is what it looks like not to have light pollution <laughs> you can, you feel like you're in um what's the um those places that have the laser light shows for Pink Floyd and the oh uh, like a p- planetarium. planetarium yeah you feel like you're taking a piss in a planetarium you can see <laughs> every constellation every star and it's like oh yeah this, this is, is pretty. Well, and okay. this, uh, this reminds me when I lived in Kentucky. But
3: then you got to go back and sleep on your cardboard box in the little t- tent thing in yeah. forty degrees. Mm-hmm. Take what you can.
2: Yeah. But it's just—it was so nice not to have light pollution and noise pollution for that matter. Sometimes it's the funny. Note. Last year when I went, uh, I posted pictures, and a girl I used to know in California. She lives in Alabama. She's like, "Oh, I went there on a haunted tour." I'm like, uh, "You get your money back. A place isn't haunted. <laughs> yeah, it is." I slept there on the site for two days. Trust me. I'm sure if anybody's going to see ghosts, it's going to be the person sleeping there for 48 hours and not the person on a two-hour haunted tour. You didn't
3: pay for the tour, though. Yeah, so, so you they didn't. They come out yeah,
2: I that. didn't go there predisposed to the fact that the place is haunted. But Even this year, want money. This year was in the back of my mind. And in the Japanese, they were actually sleeping in the fort, in the bunk room, and that's where we were getting drunk, and I still didn't see any ghosts. So it is what it is.
3: <laughs> it's a sentence I never thought I'd hear somebody say. The Japanese were sitting in the sleeping in the bunker. I don't know. It just yep. it's something I never heard anyone actually say. You caught yep. me off guard with that one.
2: You guys want to do a movie quiz? Sure. Okay. Now, originally when I came up with this idea, your Bill's idea, he was going to have Chrissy from the unsupervised podcast come in.
3: Yeah, but she's a slacker. Yeah, she's yeah.
2: she's like a female Dave, but actually provides content. <laughs> but um, and so I was going to have a men versus women on this. But, um, I'm like one of the ladies. I'll play on the girls' team. Okay, you can. You, you and Carrie can team up. Well, well,
1: you know the answer. I, I know the answer, so, oh, I it.
2: All right. so um it. Okay. So, okay, you you two can team up and go against Gordon. So here's what we did. I came up with the top. On my I need
1: a handicap. Well, no, it's just, handicap. I want <laughs> all three
2: people to, partici- to participate in this game. Oh, okay. okay, so what we have here is um, I actually have twenty one on, but we're only do ten because um, I figured out the. It was impo- It would be impossible for you guys to just guess random movies. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take uh, number one, and uh, actually number 10 and number 20 of uh, the top favorite movie- movies by women, mm. according to IMDb, and then the top rated movies by men. Okay. And so, what I'm going to say is, okay, this movie and this movie, one of them is number 10, one of them is number 20, and then on the men's, this movie and this movie, one's number 10, one's number 20 on the women's. One, you got to guess to figure out which one's number 10. And then we'll—it'd be interesting to see what the score is between the two to see what, for example, if the women's favorite movie has a higher or lower rating than the men's favorite movie.
3: Okay. Makes sense. Kinda. We're just gonna figure it out as we go. Yeah.
0: We'll figure it out as we go. It's a train wreck coming. <laughs> what do you mean?
2: Only <laughs> train wreck so far is I taped all this shit together, so now I gotta destable it.
3: I go through train wrecks every week on the show, on my show. So listen, I understand.
2: That's nice and loud. Hold on a second.
0: Go ahead, The D train just say.
3: De- did he just say what?
0: D staple it.
3: Oh, I think he did. I think he did. <laughs> I think that's an official term.
0: It is now. We'll put that on.
3: I think. Um, I think we need a T-shirt that says that the D stapler.
0: The D
2: stapler
3: sounds like a really bad movie that's going to star Vin Diesel. The D stapler.
2: The D stapler. <laughs> it's a kids movie. Can't be any worse than that uh, new fireman movie with that wrestler. You really? like you like wrestlers, don't you?
3: There's a new fireman movie with a wrestler.
2: Yeah, what's that? What's that wrestler? He's um he always wore the Pats blue ribbon ripoff shirt.
3: Oh, wait a minute, is it a John Cena? John Cena. It's he a looks John... like Ernest goes to jail. Yeah, it's guy. a
2: John Cena vehicle where he plays a um a forest firefighter and he somehow comes across some kids who were abandoned from their parents or whatever and and hijinks ensue. Well,
3: that sounds like That's pure awesome. hell.
0: Raslin, gotta go wrestling down in the crick.
3: Now I used to like the wrestling back in like the eighties, nineties, like Hulk Hogan days. Then I was a fan. Mm-hmm. I, I had the Hulk Hogan oh, bandana. Yeah, yeah. I made myself a championship belt out of cardboard. That was cool. Nice.
2: Well, I think. Well, you guys still do that. On I the actually show made now. one
3: for the podcast. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay. Different though. D train is different.
2: We're almost there. I just gotta. I don't want to start off the one number one and number 20, so we got to build up to that. Give give it a give it a Just figure I would have gotten all this shit sorted out f- beforehand, but why bother? Okay, yeah.
3: That's right, you can cut all this out. Yeah, not like it's live.
2: Not for the live people. Okay, for the men's top 20, um, one of these movies is number 20. And one of these movies is number 10, which don't matter, because Carrie can see. I can't see. I remember,
1: I'm blind. Okay.
2: Which movie is number 20, which movie is number 10? Um, one of them is from 2010, is, which is Inception, and one of them is from 1962, which is Hakiri. H-A-R-A-K-I-R-I. This is the men's top 20 movies of all time.
3: Hmm. And what were their numbers? 20 and what?
2: Uh, one, one of these is number 20. One of these is number 10 on the list.
3: I'm gonna put in. Oh, should I go or do we like...
2: Um, actually, um, we'll give Gordon to go ahead. Gordon, which one do you think is number twenty and which one's number ten?
0: I've never heard of Hakiri. Mm, Neither. Twenty and Inception's ten.
2: Okay, I'm gonna
3: agree with Gordon on that one. Okay,
1: Mm, I'm gonna flip flop. Sometimes oldie but goodie.
2: Really, you're gonna go that route? (laughs)
1: Hakiri. Ha- I can't
2: ha- even pronounce that. Hakiri is, in fact, number 20. Yes. Okay. Inception is number 10. <laughs> ding,
1: ding, ding, ding. Now, uh, oh, I think I realize that
2: the IMDB, is their ratings is very um, fair. They're not as rough <laughs> as the Rotten Tomatoes. Inception has an 8.8, and Hakiri has an 8.7. So hmm. now what will be interesting is on the ladies' side.
3: I, I, I might know Chick Flicks, but like if it's yeah, like, like a ladies geared towards I might know it.
2: <laughs> one of these is number 10. One of these is number 20. From 1974, is it Godfather Part 2? Or is it One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in 1975? I'll let you guys go first since you have the lady on your team. Gary, go ahead. Um, One Flew Over
1: the Cuckoo's
2: Nest, number 10. Okay. Gordon, can you keep score for me, by the way? Yeah, I'm working on it. Okay, they got one point. You got zero. Well, That's right. We're on the same team.
1: huh. Oh, we do? Okay. Thought do I you got agree this. or
2: disagree? What were you going to say? I, was, I agree. You agree? I agree. So you guys have One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest is number 10, and Godfather Part 2 is number 10, um, 20. Correct? Yes. Gordon, what do you say?
0: I would have to say One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest would be more uh, female-oriented, so that'll be 10.
2: You're both wrong, son of a bitch. Godfather Part Two, <laughs> <to> 1974, <laughs> is the 10th most popular movie according to IMDb among women. Hmm. I would also say I would be more One in Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, but let's be fair. The main villain in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest is Miss, is uh, Nurse Ratchet, and so do women really gonna They're gonna favor a movie where the arch rival is a bitchy nurse. I
3: can't say that I've seen the movie.
2: Really, it's a great movie.
3: I don't know if I've seen. I don't even know if I've seen *The Godfather* Part Two, to be honest with you. Okay,
2: so number twenty on the women's list is an eight point seven, and number twenty writing. on the men's list was an eight point seven.
3: See consistency.
2: And number ten for the women, *Godfather* Part Two, was in straight up nine, and then uh, number ten for the other one, where my shit? Was an eight point eight. Okie doke. For the women, this movie, uh, one of these is number 19, the other one is number 9. Is it uh, 2019's The Joker that just came out, Hmm. or is it One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest?
1: Oh, gosh.
2: Wait, what? Wait, what? (laughs) This is a different list. This is the women's list. The other one was the men's list. I I thought that was the women's list. No, I'm sorry. This is the men's list. Okay. You're right. So for the men, uh, one of them's 19, one of them's number 9. Is it The Joker from 2019 that just came out a few weeks ago or is it One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? I'll
0: put Joker number
2: 9. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's
3: so new. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Joker at 9 also. People
2: love that movie. I agree. Correct. 2019 is The Joker with an 8.8. 8. Interestingly enough, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest on the men's is an 8.7. You see Joker, by the way? Anyone? No, I want to. No, I have not. Is it any good?
3: Um I I don't know if I expected different or more. It was a good movie. I, I don't know. I wasn't as crazy as everyone else about it.
2: Well I'm not a superhero movie nut, yeah. so I think I'd probably go into it with a little more neutral um aspect on it.
3: I did leave sad. Like I'm depressed now, like what the hell?
2: I heard it's kind of a um it's uncomfortable at times. It's. I heard it's basically the writer and the producer's mirror image of what they believe is going on in America socially with yeah. health, mental health uh, decline and guns and violence and yeah, all the Yeah, pretty right. And then I heard some other like um, college professors saying there's too much uh, male... Uh, what's the catchphrase that was going around for a while? Uh, male
0: masculinity toxic masculinity. yeah to- too oh.
3: much
2: toxic masculinity i yet.
3: didn't catch out any of that i just thought it was a little bit uncomfortable because you
2: weren't looking for it see these cats go in there looking for it
3: <coughs> and they want something to be mad at
2: exactly they're looking for a reason to get people to um listen to their crap it i just it wanted
3: be- a good movie and i was like yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, right. so it wasn't a good movie it
3: was it was good it just wasn't everything i'd ever hoped for
2: would you recommend it to other people
3: yeah probably Mick, oh my gosh, he, he says, he swears it's like the greatest movie ever. I thought he was just batshit crazy. I don't agree with that.
0: Now, is it one of those movies that leave you messed up feeling sort of like Requiem for a Dream?
3: No, it just, just leaves sad. Like, what the hell? Yeah, Where's, Requiem
2: yeah. for a Dream is like... You're that was like, a
3: twist like weird shit, right? Yeah, you're
2: like, that's a crazy fucking movie. Okay, on the um, top rated um, movies for women on IMDb, one of these is number 19 and one of these is number 9. Is it 2002's The Pianist? I said pianist, you perv.
3: This isn't the men's
2: Which is a World War II-based movie about a a Polish Jew musician struggles to survive the destruction of the Warsaw ghettos during World War II. Or is it the 2001 movie Spirit Away? During her family's move to the suburbs, a sullen 10-year-old girl wanders into the world ruled by gods, witches, and spirits where humans have changed into beasts. And I will just give you a little heads up, that is an anime movie. God damn, anime. Or as we used to call it back in the 90s, Japanimation. <laughs> Carrie, would
3: you care to maybe take a shot at this one?
2: Which one of these is number I... uh, number
1: 19? Um,
3: the anime. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. The pi- pi- I'm not going to say it right. The pianist? The piano movie will be higher. Yeah.
2: Interestingly enough, once again, they're a year off. One's 2001, one's 2002. Gordon, what what say you?
0: I am going to say The Pianist is going to be nine just because uh, it's going to be a little limited on the audience for the Japan anime movie. Amongst <laughs> a it's larger. Now
2: uh, you've got to keep in mind that uh, both these movies came out 17 and 18 years ago, but this is a modern-day list, and what do hipsters, oh, God it, they I'm like? Sure.
1: Anime.
2: They like anime. Spirited Away is number nine. The Pianist is wow. number 19.
1: I guess we needed
2: an age bracket. Yeah. So, so why would the females like a World War II movie about a, a, a piano playing Jew trying to survive in the Warsaw ghettos? That's too much of a downer. That's when you mystical, magical fairies. And
1: I had that one picked for 19 until he said anime. Yep, yeah,
2: well, you should. Yeah. Always go with your gut. So.
3: Now, if this was 90s movies. I'd be killing it, but right well, now... Well,
2: we have... Uh, we're getting close to that. No, I think. Yeah. Okay, uh, one of these is number 18 and one of these is going to be
0: number eight.
2: number eight no i'm just looking i i thought maybe i actually I did skip one or two but that's right one of these number 18 one of these is number eight is it 1957's angry men or is it in star wars episode four the empire strikes back
0: now this is the men's list correct? this
2: is the men's list
0: I'm going to say number 8 is Empire. What do
2: you guys say?
3: Based on your logic for the Japanese animation one, I'm going to say, yeah, Star Wars.
2: IMDb is completely insane. And I'm not even... I'm sorry, 12 Angry Men is the name of the movie. Not Angry Men. 12 Angry Men, 1957. Believe it or not, according to this list, number 8, 12 Angry Men, 1957. And just to show you, I'm not full of crap. Number eight. I quit. Twelve Angry Men. Nineteen fifty seven. I think the I'm fact bad. that The Empire Strikes Back is number eighteen, I think both these lists are now null and void and we can't continue down this ruse. Let's look at number one. I'm curious now what number That's, one is. Okay. One. That's a good idea. Let's let's just guess. What would you think a number one movie uh, let's go on the women's list. For women's list, what do you think number one is? Now, keep in mind, this was a list of 200. I only took 20. So they're saying out of 200 movies, Empire Strikes Back is is number 18. I still think it's probably higher on the list, but out of 200 movies, they're saying it's 18.
3: For for the women's list, I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to go out right now and say it's it's like Grease or something like that. Oh, I
1: was going to say that. It's one of my favorites.
3: Gore, what
2: do you think on the women's list?
0: Yeah, I think Grease or Titanic. Ooh, I forgot about that one. Dirty Dancing.
2: Now, interestingly enough, the Pianist, the World War Two movie, was down on the list, but Schindler's list is number two for women, 1993.
3: Oh, no shit. I went in the wrong direction here.
2: Number one on the women's list, top 200 movies rated by women on IMDb in 2018, The Shawshank Redemption, 1994.
3: Very Completely funny. opposite of what I was
1: going Yeah. Number two,
2: Not it's a, chick flip. a great show. But it, uh, exactly, when I was looking for this, I was expecting a bunch of like uh,
3: rom-coms and theater. you
2: know, uh,
1: sixteen candles.
2: Yeah, um, what's all those um, romantic flicks with uh, the chick from Clueless? Uh, no t- uh, oh. uh hometown Tennessee or whatever the bullshit is. Pretty Woman. Yeah, number three for the women's list is nineteen seventy two's Godfather. Number four doesn't surprise me because uh, the actors involved. Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King, two thousand three, is eight point nine stars. Hmm. Um, number five is Life Is Beautiful, nineteen ninety seven. When an open-minded Jewish librarian and his son become victims of the Holocaust, he uses a perfect mixture of will, humor, and imagination to protect his son from the dangers of the underground camps. So you guys are all over the place when it comes to your World War Two Holocaust movies.
3: They want serious stuff.
0: I wonder what demographic they sampled this from.
2: I don't know. Number 17. Well, actually, we... Number 17 is 2010's Inception, Mm
0: -hmm. which was
2: a good movie. Groundbreaking. Uh, Here's another anime movie. Number 18 is uh, Howl's Moving Castle, 2004. Uh, As we said before, The Pianist, 2019, is number 19.
0: I think they got this from (laughs) (laughs) Comic-Con.
2: I never knew that there was another movie called The Untouchables. It's not the one you're thinking of—the monster movies. No. 2011's The Untouchables. After becoming a quadriplegic from the uh, from a paragliding accident, um, an aristocrat hires a young man from the projects to be his caregiver.
3: Oh, that's with um. Oh God, the Breaking Bad guy and Kevin Hart.
2: Uh, Breaking. Yeah, Kevin Hart. Yep.
3: The they there was a people were upset because they they cast um the Breaking Bad guy and he wasn't a real. crippled person and people got upset because they didn't give a real crippled person the part
2: i thought
0: this was acting
3: that's what i i agree it's called acting that you can't cast unless it's
0: (laughs) oh the hypocrisy of everything
2: i don't want to make anybody mad but i'm gonna let you guys know hugh jackman is not a mutant son of a bitch he doesn't have unbreakable bones nor does he have claws that come out of his knuckles because he's an actor
0: you're going to tell me that Gary Sinise has legs next, aren't you?
2: Yep. <laughs> number 12, Dark Knight, 2008. This is weird. Fight Club is number 13. I can kind of see that. Yeah, that but weird? amongst the ladies, you got you got a six-pack ridden Brad Pitt.
3: I mean, that's why it ranks so high.
2: Yeah, it is it's a 200.
3: sexy bitch. Yeah. He's not Brad Pitt interview with a vampire kind of thing, but he he's he's still
2: Brad Pitt and Ed Norton edged out Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump coming in at number fourteen. And then number fifteen, The Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. Mm. And Tom Hanks returns for the Green Mile in nineteen ninety
3: seven. I don't think I've seen that one and, and
2: then yeah, I knew the, the list Green got a little squirrely. Oh, yeah. Um I missed a page. Lion King's number eight. Mm. As we said, Spirited Away is number nine, Godfather Part Three, blah 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 blah.
3: Now you still have the men's list there?
2: Yep. What do you think's number one? What do you, th- what do you think's number one on the men's list? Star Wars. What's that?
0: With, the, with the, the sampling size it seems to come from, I'm going to say it's Star Wars related.
3: Yeah, I was thinking that or the big uh, Avengers. Everyone loves the damn Avengers.
0: I just can't get into those movies.
2: Sorry, my paper's got shuffled up here.
3: Turns out they didn't really cast a, Thor's not really The guy that plays Thor, he's not really a god. Really? They, yeah.
2: Oh, I can't watch that. He's not a god?
3: Hmm. God like, but not not a god.
2: Number one on the all time men's list Shawshank Redemption. Damn it. Number Thanks. number two is 1972's The Godfather. Okay. Number three, The Dark Knight. Now, that's a good movie, but is it like the best movie out of the top 200 movies?
3: I don't think so.
2: I mean, I can see Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> uh, Godfather Part 2 is number four. Notice no one's going for Godfather Part 3. Yeah. As we said, number 9 is The uh, Joker. Number 10 is The Inception. Number 11, ranking higher in the men's list, is Fight Club. Number 12, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings. Number 13 is Forrest Gump. Number 5, Lord of the Rings, Return of the Kings. Number 6, Pulp Fiction, which did not come up on the women's list.
3: Oh, I forgot about that movie completely.
2: When's the last time you seen
3: it? You know what? I'm going to say 15, 20 years ago, yeah.
2: It still holds up. You should check it out. Uh, Number seven, Schindler's List. Number eight, 12 Angry Men. Number 14, the original 1966, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Number 15, guys apparently loved The Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Never seen it. Number number 16, I don't think the CGI holds up. You really got to suspend your disbelief to watch 1999's The Matrix. Mm. Groundbreaking for its time, but, but now, now going it yeah. like crap. Yeah. Yeah, they need a... Speaking of uh, identifying, both the brothers who made The Matrix yeah. have both transitioned now. Really? They're both ladies, yes. Number, what are uh, the odds? They're both brothers. Yeah. Uh, and they actually have them listed as Lana and Lily Lewins, Uh, Wachowski. Hmm. They actually, so on IMDb, they do have them listed as ladies now instead of the guys they were when they made the movie.
0: No, are they ladies or lady boys? I don't know.
2: I guess it depends on what part of the world you're in. It's true. Number 17 is 1990's The Goodfellas. Great movie. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Number 21 flew over the cuckoo's nest. Number 21, have you seen Leon the Professional?
3: I don't even know what that is.
2: You haven't seen that movie? Mm-mm. Who's the chick who played the... Uh, Princess Leia's mom in Star Wars, like, number five. Um, what's her What's her nose? The, um, Natalie Portman? Yes. This movie has a 12-year-old Natalie Portman in it.
3: I don't want to see a 12-year-old Natalie Portman.
2: And uh, Gary Oldman's in it. Um, Danny Aiello's in it, but a uh, Jean Reno. Um, you've recognized me. He's a French guy. I think I actually know what movie you're talking he about. He plays an assassin, but there is a very, very weird um, relationship. Between him and the 12-year-old Natalie Portman. It doesn't get sexual, but it's just got this weird thing going on. Number 18, Star Wars, Episode Four, Empire Strikes Back. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, I've never heard of number 21, uh, Drysham. D-R-I-S-H-Y-A-M. Sounds foreign. Man goes to extreme lengths to save his family from punishment after the family commits an accidental crime
3: it does sound anime it really does
2: it's not anime but it does look japanese it's got a bunch of people i can't pronounce (laughs) number 22 is 2014's interstellar that's matt damon i think is that matt damon no matthew mcconaughey anne hathaway jessica uh chastain and number 23 city of gods 2002 in the slums of rio two kids path diverge as one struggles to become a photographer doesn't sound like no slumdog millionaire but whatever
3: you got to mess the papers down there, Detroit <laughs> Yeah,
2: well, you know. It is what it is. Hooray! You're poke an eye out.
0: A paper cut.
2: Gordon, we live in Florida, and apparently at some point in time, somebody thought, you know what would be great? Let's sell bicycles with big, huge, fat rubber tires on them so you can ride them on the beach. It makes sense. Which makes sense, but more often than not, you see some poor son of a bitch who spent all his money on that one bike. And that becomes his key mode of transportation, and so you see him riding it on the street and the sidewalk. <laughs> and the only thing I can think of is with those big, huge tires, isn't that hard to pedal? I mean, you're burning a lot of energy. It's, it's got to it must be like riding with flat tires, that much you would
0: think. You know what? I I think the same thing. You see it around here all the time. Evidently, the fat tire thing is a fad. Mm. And, um, they don't even look they almost look like they're all single speed too
2: yeah they are. single speed kind of is a new trend too which makes no damn sense especially when you're doing long distance riding that you know you're just burning yourself out
0: well you got to be careful when looking at them because a lot of them now have an electric motor on them too so, uh, there's some some electric motor um, fat tire bikes out there and these guys are humming along at 25 miles an hour
2: oh that's a pretty good idea actually you ready to start your news
0: Gordon? Yeah, got a few stories. Here galactic. Long three block a cheese, smoking three packs of cigarettes and drinking right. a water milk. Disgusting, that's the word.
2: Coming in from the double WD four ten news desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, here he is like always, Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how are you doing tonight?
0: Doing, but how are you doing? That's the question. And how are these people doing that are getting surprised? So I shared something on Facebook last week about these chalk outlines. That are being thrown down on the streets of Las Vegas. They are like, chalk silhouettes of well, what appears to be a dead person. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I'm seeing. And uh, at first, it threw some people off. But what it is actually, in regards to, is uh, we've got a bad problem with pedestrians getting run over out here. I think between January of 2018 and 2000, and then June of 2019, 20 or 91 people were killed by automobiles in the Las Vegas Valley. How
2: many of those happened on the Strip? Pretty much all of them?
0: No, most of them were off-strip, believe it or not. And that's where these chalk silhouettes are. And there's actually one just down the street from me where that poor kid got run over last year. Um, so what it is is it outlines a part of the Day of Awareness for Pedestrian Safety dusk to dawn campaign yes it is a mouthful but you know they're just trying to get people aware hey pay attention don't run people over as i've said before nevada if you hit somebody outside of a crosswalk it's kind of on them um but we all need to pay attention uh pedestrians also need to pay attention and maybe not wear so much black at night there's Uh, an idea you know so it, it definitely threw some people off some people think it's a little morbid but uh I think it's kind of for a good cause, you know, something to grab the attention, right? Well, absolutely.
2: I mean, because you need that morbid thing to, I mean, especially nowadays, to wake people up and get their heads out of their asses. I think it would be a little more off-putting if they had, like, when it was a child got hit, if you actually had the yeah. version.
3: Right. matching sizes.
2: Yeah. yeah, that would be yeah. a little more. And, <laughs> and if you had the big guy, it's like super <laughs> huge. It's like it was, it's like Fat Albert got hit.
3: Different sizes, different things, yeah. <laughs> different positions, change it up a little.
2: I think it would have been better if it was like the DRI logo. You're breaking up bad. What was
0: that? I thought it would be better if it was the DRI logo.
2: Oh, yeah, the DRI thrash zone logo?
0: <laughs> so, moving on to things and it is looping up bad. Um, Evans, Louisiana. Yes, I did say Louisiana. Uh, authorities in Louisiana says a woman... Worked at a medical clinic. Has been arrested for selling fake doctor's notes to high school students. <laughs>
3: That's, That's enterprising. That? It's she's a genius, what, sort of.
2: What's the crime other than pretending to be a doctor? Delinquency of a minor. That's a little bit of a crime, though. You can't. Know, do this. Uh, it's not like she's writing scripts. Forgery, <laughs> <Three>, man. <laughs> what's that? Forgery. 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 Once again, she's not writing scripts. She's writing them absentee notices from school.
0: Well. So, so Lake
2: Tito Minor is the best you could probably get for her if you have a good lawyer.
0: Yeah, we're, we're going to see. Let's see how the, the story progresses. So news outlets report that 52-year-old Belinda Gale Forden, Fondren, sorry, Fondren. She sounds hot. <laughs> you should see the pictures. I didn't send them to you, though. Uh, was charged with uh, filing a, and maintaining false public records. So oh. Forden, uh, Parish Sheriff Cam... Sam Kraft uh, says that she was selling these medical excuses for what would they go for? Any guess? Any guess?
3: That's a good $50 easily, I'd say.
2: You know, I'm going to go the same way. I, I'm always shocked when I hear how little prostitutes charge for blowjobs. <laughs> I mean, I've never had one. I just assume 50 bucks. But when you see them on Cops and all that, and they charge like 5 10 bucks. 10 So I'm going to go low. I'm going to say she's selling for $15 a piece. Okay.
0: The train is the closest, $20 each. Yeah. Carrie, didn't get,
2: Carrie didn't get her guess in. She's slacking.
0: Yeah. Throw, throw it out there. It at two high school In Evans, Louisiana, received excuses on 14 occasions.
2: Holy crap. Talking about Gildan and Lily. If you're going to do something like that, you don't do it 14 times. You do it once or twice. And not at the same school. I mean, if you're doing it 14 times, what is she saying? You're in there because you got childhood leukemia,
0: but you still have all your hair. Well, on. Gordon, was it?
3: It was 14 different kids, right?
0: No, two children. Oh, geez. Two, two kids, 14 occasions.
2: Oh, shit. So no. seven apiece, and they just yeah. happen to be at the <laughs> doctor on the same day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it?
3: She's not the smartest criminal. <laughs> not the smartest kids either. And that's a good point. Yeah, yeah so what
0: happened was the deputy said the physician received a call from the school board about these uh, absent notes. He told the deputies he didn't treat the students, nor did he uh, authorize the excuses.
2: Well, they called because these kids have now missed seven days apiece. Clearly, they got something horribly wrong with them, so the school wanted to do a fundraiser and get some more information on what illness they had. <laughs> uh, there's not, I don't know who the hell these kids are. I wonder if she just like picked a random doctor off the internet, or if it's somebody she took her kid to and had a copy of like his signature. Or maybe even the letterhead and she's like f- ripping them off on photocopy and like copy and pasting like the kid's name in there or something.
3: Actually, I, I think I heard she, she used to work for the doctor years uh, before at some point. Sticking to the man. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, exactly. Sticking it to the man. Anyway, now we're going to shift over to Florida.
3: This ought to be a good one.
0: And this may have already been said. I don't know. I haven't been listening to any of uh, your all's local uh, news, but uh, Vender was arrested after charging a fan seven hundred and twenty-four dollars for two beers at a Dolphins game. That's insane. oh my
3: god! I don't drink beer, but it? that seems a bit high. Yeah.
0: What kind of? is he drunk? What kind of alcoholic
2: pays that much money for two? No, no. I know what it was. He. Um, the guy didn't knowingly pay. He thought he was basically the guy. Rung up additional fees oh. on his credit card. He 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 basically stole. The, uh, he scanned him on the. He, he either typed the number in wrong or intentionally, or he went back and like back charged him. Is that what happened?
0: Something very similar. So this fan received an alert on his phone from his credit card company, notifying him of the seven hundred twenty-five or seven hundred twenty-four dollar charge. A walking beer vendor was arrested Sunday at the Hard Rock uh, Stadium in Miami for charging a fan $724 for two beards, according to the Miami-Dade Police Department. Uh, 33-year-old vendor Nathan Collier used the square reader, separate from the system used by the stadium company, Rocketman, to temporarily get away with a scam. So hmm. we've all seen the square reader that people pop on the top of their iPhones or their Androids, a little white box. So he basically used that instead of their their handheld devices there.
2: Well, congratulations for this guy for having seven hundred twenty five dollars in the bank to pay for two beers. Because if it was me, I'd be like declined.
3: Yeah, not going through. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so- oh, points to the guy for trying with his own square. The, the, pretty smart idea, maybe bad execution.
2: I don't know. People are fucking dumb, though. What are you in for?
3: <sighs> I'm an idiot. What'd
2: you do? I uh, charged a guy almost $800 for two beers, thinking I was going to get away with it. Worth a shot. I guess. But, what, anything over $500 is a felony. Is it? Is yeah. That, is that the cutoff? I think it is. Anything under, like, 499 nine's is a misdemeanor, which is a year or less in jail, and then uh, $500 and above is a felony. Could be, they may have even adjusted that over the years, but I think it used to be like $500 or something like that.
0: Yeah, well, the police did uh, seize the Illegal Square Reader. When uh, Collier was taken in, he's being held on $10,000 bond as of Tuesday morning.
2: Jeez. Lesson learned.
0: I'm 24 now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Before we get on the next news story, and before we do a uh, another Florida story, this episode of the uh, Waterman and D-Train show, a.k.a. What's in Your Head, a.k.a. the um, Bill, Kerry, Gordon, and Don show, is brought to you by our friends at Act Computers. Act Computers is providing IT service for all Southwest Florida since 2004. They specialize in businesses, large and small, veterinary and clinics. Uh, accounting services, German places, they don't care. Anything that needs IT service, they can help you out. They can expand your wireless network footprint. They can help you with two form authentication, online backups, antivirus protection, laptop repair, desktop repair, tablet repair. You know, your wife has built wine on her keyboard. How do I know? Because I have replaced a bunch of them since 2004. They can help you out with that. Give them a call 239 283 1120 or go to act-capecoral.com. And I know what you're saying, Don. I don't live in Southwest Florida. How can I support your sponsors? Easy, as long as you have internet connection, they can help you. Give them a call two three nine two eight three eleven twenty. 239-283-1120. They will direct you to their website and have you install a quick app, and then they can log into your computer and help you with all your computer needs. And while you're on the internet, go ahead and go over to d-410.com. You know the deal. Sign up for Patreon, click on the Amazon link, do all your shopping there, and that all helps us out. Thank you guys very much. Pregnant Florida woman uses AR-15 to fatally shoot armed intruders. Oh, shit. Yes. Oh, this one. Two armed men broke into the house and a pistol whipped I'm sorry, two armed men broke into a house and pistol whipped the husband before wife pulled out her legally why do they gotta include that?
3: If it was illegally owned, then it would be a different story.
2: No, this is freaking NBC trying to make a big deal on the fact that you can legally own AR 15s but anyhow, pulled out her legally possessed weapon and opened fire. Why not pull out her AR fifteen and protect herself? But anyhow, I digress. A pregnant Florida woman armed with a semi-automatic rifle gunned down two home intruders. I love how they, the, the first paragraph is always the title. It so repeats we'll itself, that. yeah. A deadly confrontation happened around 9 p.m. Wednesday on Old Welcome Road in Lithia. And yeah, not very welcome. I know where Lithia is. I've been there for a few <laughs> World War II reenactments. Um, about 25 miles southeast of downtown Tampa, Hillsborough County Sheriff's spokesperson Amanda Granite told NBC News. After the woman fired one shot from the family's AR-15 style, both men fled, and the mortally wounded man, a robber collapsed in a drainage ditch outside where he died, according to deputies and her husband. So both the deputies and the husband told NBC the same thing, apparently. Mm-hmm. Horrible writing. That's what it says. Um, where uh, Ditch where he died, according to the deputies and her husband. <laughs> deputies and her husband were still searching for the other robbers on monday the dead robber was described by deputies as a man in his late 20s but he was not immediately identified two un- ad- unknown males broke in and made demands to them the male victim who was the homeowner began to get pistol whipped and beat up the hillsborough county sheriff uh told the reporters on the scene during the incident the female homeowner retrieved a firearm which was in the house legally mm-hmm <laughs> Yes, we've we've established that from the title. And fired one round, which struck a male victim and killed him in the ditch. Good on her for knowing how to uh, use the charging handle on that AR-15 and uh, taking out the home intruder after he pistol whipped her husband repeatedly. Homeowner Jeremy King said he, uh, he'd be dead if not for his fast thinking, eight-month pregnant wife. See, that just goes to show you there's no recoil on that AR-15 when your eight-month-old pregnant <laughs> wife uses it. He said both home invaders had pistols and they fired one shot. Uh, Them guys came in, quote, them guys came in with two normal pistols and my AR 15 stopped them, he told IBC. My wife evened the playing field and kept them from killing me. King suffered a fractured eye socket, a fractured sinus cavity, and a concussion to go along with 20 stitches from the attack. The husband, whose 11 year old daughter was at home during the home invasion, said, He and his wife did not know their attackers. We also know that this was no random act. He said the family was probably targeted in the fine town of Lithia, Florida. Wow.
0: Now, I refer to that as a home defense rifle. Yeah. (laughs) Now,
2: interestingly enough, and I don't know if the law has changed, because this happened to this gentleman a long time ago, but my um, ex-father-in-law, when he was 16, he was home alone, And some home invaders broke into his house, and he shot and killed him, And he, too, got shot. But apparently at the time, in Ohio, in order to defend yourself at that level, you have to be on the second floor of your home with no way of escaping. Really? And so he was actually in juvie from 16 until he was, like, 21 for killing the home invader who shot him.
3: That's a weird-ass law. Yeah.
2: Like I said, that was back, you know, in 1999, he was... Thirty-three. So go 15 years prior to that So I don't know if the law has changed But I always thought that was weird
3: I guess they, they wanted you to Really have no way out I guess Well you That's... hear about
2: that shit happens a lot in Canada And like a lot of the European nations Where like um, guys who own convenience stores Get robbed and then mm-hmm. they shoot somebody And they go to jail yeah. For Ill- illegally defending themselves I
3: want to see if anyone's going to go after this pregnant woman for killing this guy
2: No not in Florida It's a clean, We're shoot. Still, yeah, clean shoot We're still a free state What else you got on your news Gordon?
0: I need you to cue Mr. Tom McDonald for the piece of shit of the week.
2: Okay, I will do um, Tom McDonald for the piece of shit of the week. Oh, I get my health, I clicked on my software.
0: Not like a real piece of shit. Like if a piece of shit ate a piece of shit and took a pee and shit, you're that piece of shit. There you go. All right, in Denver, a man repeatedly exposed exposed anti-Semitic views, has been arrested. I liked the better one
2: he was exposing himself. <laughs>
0: It probably was has been
2: at the same time. Yeah, in
0: bomb plot at a historic uh, Colorado sy- um, synagogue. Again, I can't read today. So, um, yeah, the Is co- that morphine
2: in your system. <laughs>
0: the co-conspirators in the bomb plot uh, turned uh, out to be undercover agents who were arrested oh, wow. the man. We'll just refer to him as Richard Smoker shortly uh, before he uh, planned to bomb the synagogue early Saturday morning. So he was arrested uh, in Pueblo. And uh, the Asians brought him in. He he believed was they had, think he had two pipe bombs along with 14 sticks of dynamite to blow up the Temple Emmanuel. In fact, the explosives were incapable of causing damage. <laughs>
2: so They were like road which, flares. <laughs> he's an
0: asshole, sir. I was going to say, 14 sticks of dynamite would do some damage. They had to have been like road flares or they were just duds, right? He's an
1: asshole,
3: sir. Yeah, they give him fake stuff.
0: Well, Richard asshole. Smoker. Major asshole. His real last name is very Germanic.
1: Gun made Uh, first class Philip
0: Asshole. Described what he thought were explosives as absolutely gorgeous. (laughs) He said that they should go ahead and attack overnight to avoid the police, according to documents. Richard Smoker, who lives in Pueblo, and I'm sure he will be smoking a lot of Richards here. uh, The
2: guy's name is Dick Smoker.
0: No, that's not his real last name. I'm not going to give. I'm not going to give him the credit.
2: Oh, but whatever. Well, was yeah. Dick
0: Smoker? Go ahead. <laughs> Briefly appeared in court Monday in handcuffs, uh, with a gray polo shirt and black collars, the same ones that he wore when he was arrested. He told U.S. magistrate Judge Christian Mix that he understood the charges against him, and uh, that she scheduled uh, court for Thursday. But uh, yeah, this guy, these kids are are a freaking mess, and of course. Uh, What's pushing it? I don't know. It's got to be the the zeitgeist, the internet. I, I don't know what's going on. But one of the things he did say is, "You ready? This is on Facebook. I wish the Holocaust really did happen." Oh, Jesus, what Christ. the hell? <laughs> what right the? there, tells you everything about this guy.
3: Wow! Stand up! Stand uh, up! I, I know you're gonna. I don't know what you're doing, doing over just there. Stand oh, up! Jeez.
2: Stand up. Turn around. Look at the top shelf. You're a little short. Look at the top shelf of that cabinet. What do you see? Who's on that stamp?
3: I can't see it. I don't know.
2: Adolf fucking Hitler.
3: Anything you want to tell us, or?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Part
2: of my World War II collection. This guy says the Holocaust never happened. So what? Somebody 80 years ago just started printing up fictional, goddamn government endorsed stamps of Hitler. There's German money up there. These people who don't believe the fucking Holocaust happened, these Holocaust <laughs> deniers are fucking dirtbags. When Gordon was... Gordon's a few years younger than, older than me. When he was in, what, elementary school in Kentucky, they used to bring in Holocaust survivors with the tattoos mm-hmm. on their arms to talk to the class. Yeah.
0: It was 6th grade, 7th grade at Hamilton in Ohio. Yeah. It's and, fucking... And,
2: and, and... The funniest thing about all these assholes is... Where do they go to find these hitmen and these terrorists? Because they're always, always, always undercover cops. They think they can go on Craigslist and hire a fucking hitman for $2. Yeah.
1: Marketplace.
3: Marketplace. <laughs> Craigslist.
2: But seriously, every time it's like, oh, well, they hired an undercover cop. I mean, this isn't Mr. In-Between, which if you haven't seen Mr. In-Between on FX, you got to watch it. It's I've a great show. I've seen a show. couple episodes. actually pretty good. It's in my DVR. It's a great show. But yeah, he's, he's a real hitman. He ain't going to turn you into the police. What else you got on your uh, news list, Gordon?
0: I think I'm wrapping it up after that one.
2: (laughs) That's uh, Gordon Abnathy joining us from the WD410 news desk in Las Vegas. I'm exhausted. And Carrie is sitting in with us tonight. And um, if you all want to do us a favor, go to failedtofail.com or d-410.com. Carrie is on the last episode called Living With Lupus. And um, if you guys have anybody in your family who has lupus and is um, struggling with it and struggling with the ailments that go along with it, I suggest you have them give them a listen and perhaps maybe uh, Carrie's successful um, turnaround and uh, getting into the active lifestyle will help boost them up a little bit. So check that out. Go to fail 2 And this wasn't intended to be the food consumption episode.
1: I don't want to do it. <laughs>
2: I don't know. I don't I make it a rule not to eat any meat out of a can. Yeah,
1: I made a mistake.
2: I sent Carrie a photo from the um, Fort Morgan, Alabama event where I said for lunch we're ha- for breakfast we're having eggs, Spam, and oh, grits. And she said, I've never had Spam. Oh, yeah. Mm. And I said, well, I can hook you up. Now, this can hey, may wait, look...
0: Carrie's from Kentucky, right?
2: Well, yes. We were all born I in the same hospital. At
0: the age of three.
2: <laughs> now, this <laughs> can, can may look weird <laughs> because I, I recreated the World War II... <laughs> Labels. That's why it's white. But here on uh, the Waterman and D Train show, in honor of the man who eats anything,
3: I have I have sampled spam before. Carrie so. is
2: going to enjoy herself. I'm no, you. her first I'm weird sample. I'm weird too.
3: Give that a good whiff. I'm picky about food in general.
2: Smell
1: that. No, thank you. It the, smells like cat food.
2: Well, it's, it's very similar. The best part about Spam and the fact that Carrie is a texture person. I can't. Spam has a slime to it. Oh,
3: I can't. I'm done. Uh,
2: i can't. A nice layer <laughs> of snot. Uh, do not you supposed to cook it or something? No, you can eat it raw. It's, no, I, it's pre-cooked. I mean, um, some people say Spam stands for a spiced ham.
3: I've heard that. Um, I don't believe it.
2: Some other people say it stands for specialized army meat.
3: Spe- anything specialized meat
2: Spam actually uh, kept the Russian army alive uh, During World War II When they were cut off Spam uh, was so big in the Pacific That today when you go to some of the highest end um, Hawaiian restaurants They have Spam down there uh.
0: Loco Moco is sold all over Las Vegas Because of our Polynesian population
2: No, I will say Spam is better on a cracker <laughs> Which I don't have But here you go Take oh, one I bite I have to Yes Enjoy the delicatessen. You know what I tried for the first
3: time? What's that? Somewhat similar. Pork roll. Yeah. I had pork roll for the first time within the last six months.
2: Now, for those of you who are poor and grew up poor, you might think spam is the poor man's delight. Oh, no. If, but for those of you who uh, spam's a little high in the hog, you can get what's called treat. I got a treat for you. It's called treat, and it's like the poor man's spam. There's a poor man's
3: spam? Yeah, it's called treat. Good lord.
2: How much does this cost? This, uh, like, $3. It's made by our fine friends at Hormel. That's on, three if, bucks. If that's good enough to keep soldiers alive around the world, 1943, <laughs> your highfalutin bougie ass can eat it in 2019. Take away.
0: Oh. Uh, For the end of the world food, right?
3: What are you thinking? You want a Coke or? A, <laughs> Gross. You want that Impossible Whopper back?
2: Boy, well, would you rather have I the spam. This is Taste the salt, the high sodium content, yeah. and the old spam. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that sounds about...
2: You want some Spam, Bill, here? No, 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 no,
3: I'm I'm pretty pretty solid on this. Yeah, last
2: time you came here, you were free to eat my, drink my booze. No,
3: no, I've had Spam before, so I'm, I'm going <laughs> to politely decline. I can't eat be Spam. Be a team
0: player. Oh, God have some it. Spam. Oops, Dave, you would have <laughs> eaten the whole thing. <laughs> Dude, be like, All
3: right. I can't do this. I don't think I can do something Let me get my water.
2: <laughs> it's just some Spam, for the love of God. i take a bite. Mm-mm. that's not too bad that's a texture you
3: thing I'm with Gary mm-hmm.
2: you can't handle the spam I'm
3: not even going to chew it I'm going to swallow it like a goddamn pill.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well now that we're done grossing everybody out for the uh, this episode I'm looking for something to go out on because Dave's not here would so. Dave have taken that whole thing down yeah Dave would have eaten it all Dave eats tripe
3: yeah okay he- you know what tripe yeah, is
2: yeah. cow tongue
3: that. yeah that's, just, that's disturbing
2: he eats cow tongue tacos because it's cheaper oh. than beef taco and beef tacos aren't that expensive no taco bell tacos i mean you can live in well hopefully sometime over the last 113 minutes we said something uh, positive and a little uplifting to help motivate you in life probably not on this episode between yeah, no. eating, eating fake ass whoppers uh reading about people getting shot with ar-15s a horribly produced game show and spam and chalk outlines i think the possibility of anything positive coming out of this show is probably to avoid but anyhow life is short life is hard <laughs> Please check out fail2fail.com with Carrie on the living, living with Lupus episode. Bill, go ahead and give out all the plugs for the Unsupervised podcast.
3: Uh, unsupervised. Uh, new episodes come out every Thursday anywhere you can listen to uh, podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at unsupervised03.
2: So you guys are smart. All your stuff synchronizes. All our shit has different addresses and all that stuff. <laughs> and Gordon?
0: I can be hit up at Aegis1974 on Instagram and uh, Gordon at the hyphen 410 on facebook thank you so much fella
2: and may all of your spam dreams come uh-huh. true ladies and gentlemen this has been another episode of the waterman and d train show and for carrie bill and gordon i am don abernathy your host and while you're out there checking out fail to fail podcast go to uh, wtsprworldwar2.com and check out the latest episode of the what's the scuttlebutt podcast your favorite world war ii podcast you know the deal go and uh, support the show through patreon check out our youtube channel and all that good stuff And if you want to send us an email, email us at info at d-410.com. And for those of you who don't know, the hyphen is a little dash on your keyboard between the zero and the plus sign. We'll see you all next week. This has been a Digital 410 production.